Hello, rap fans, and welcome to episode 74 of the Fetch Everyone Weekly Podcast. That's what it is, it's a podcast. Anyway, play that funky music, Katie. FetchEveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers, and everyone else. Some websites put their best features behind a paywall. We don't do that. Never have, never will, never intend to. Not on my watch. Thank you very much. Visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast with all your comments, questions, suggestions, etc. And that's the bit that I say every week. And the bit I also say is, hello, Katie. Are you what? Do, do your thing now. Hi, I'm here. I'm pretty well. I've slept well. Um, sorry about the tippy tappy, tippy tappy. That's my dog rubbing herself as per usual, and <clears throat> getting quite into it actually. Yeah, she's really putting her back into it this morning. There she goes. Good work. She um, runs along the back of the sofa. All the so, front. She's currently the front actually. Yeah. So now there's the side. A, a nice kind of uh, dog height um, mark on the back of the sofa where she's done it so often. Harry. Bed. Cut it out. That's enough now. Bed. She's now staring balefully. Is that the right way of saying that? Balefully. Balefully at us. It's quite a difficult word to say, isn't it? Didn't expect that going into the word. Going into the word, I was expecting it to just roll off the tongue. Yeah. No. That's a way with words, isn't it? It is. Sometimes you think you're going to just be able to say it and it just just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um... So, so anyway, we're doing the podcast, so yeah. talk some more. <laughs> okay, so uh, I was just picking up my crochet, actually. Um, so we've had a very busy week, really, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. And um, physically quite uh, demanding in lots of ways. And, um, and physically, yeah, I suppose like the quantity of food that we had was physically quite demanding. <laughs> it was physically demanding to get that amount of cream, ice cream, uh, yeah. seafood... <laughs> into our into our bellies. Are you full of cream now? <laughs> Completely, yes. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, so we've been to uh, we've been on our holidays, and uh, we went on purpose, didn't yeah. we, to Devon? And um, so we did some walking, and we did some splashing about in the surf, and we did a bit of running. You did a bit more running than I did. A little bit more. Tiny bit more, yeah. Um, and um, we did some long walks on footpaths, which was wonderful, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, I feel like we should explain why we've taken the bold step of, of having the temerity to go on holiday um, for five days. Um, and the answer is, is because this was originally booked back in what, January or even earlier. Oh, I think last year we booked it. Yeah. So um, it was supposed to be one of your big swims down the estuary. It was supposed to be the Bantham Boomerang, yeah. which we were going to do, uh, myself, Nightjar and Heligant were going to do the Boomerang, which is, uh, depending on how strong a swimmer you are, you could maybe get 11k done if you could get up the estuary that far before the tide turned. Um, I, would, I was sort of imagining I might be around the 7k mark or something yeah. like that. 
but who knows because who knows what the current's going to be like on the day um, and then we were going to volunteer at the swoosh the next morning so the normal um, swoosh getting in at Afton Gifford and floating down on the tide um, we were going to be marshals for that in whatever capacity the um, Outdoor Swimming Society wanted us um, and it obviously cancelled but we kept yeah. the booking with our lovely B&B lady on the farm because we yeah. we decided well let's keep it it might be a really welcome break at just the right moment or it might just get cancelled but let's keep it yeah we were so we were in touch with them reasonably regularly and they were very keen for us to come down yeah um, i emailed with her like every couple of months or so and um getting more recent she was sort of saying things like um you know if we're not allowed to open on the 4th of july there might be some kind of mutiny down here so i think the whole of the tourist trade and hospitality trade down there were very keen to, to get going, Yeah, understandably. Um, and yeah. um, so when we heard that they could do it, we, we shoved our, our booking back a little bit because we were originally due to go on the 2nd and that would not have been illegal. We shoved it back to the 6th, to the 10th. Yeah. And um, that's what we did. Yeah. So, so it, was, um, it was quite an experience really i yes. mean i'm i'm guessing there's quite a few people listening who are maybe sort of trying to plan a little bit of something somewhere just to yeah. get away from all of this or or contemplating it or wondering what it's like I, I mean i think a couple of weeks before we were due to set off all the the stuff came out about the um was it plymouth and bournemouth beaches that yeah. were all sort of heaving and and crazy yeah. Um, and I looked at the the webcam for Bournemouth Beach about two days after that, um, and there were some people on it, but they were all sort of keeping you know apart from each other. So it made me wonder, like, just how much the the press would be interested in sort of making that into a story, whereas every every bit of information that we were gathering was that it wasn't quite as bad as all that. So. I, I'm not sure. <clears throat> I think that weekend where the, when the photos came out and there was all the pictures of the rubbish, I think it probably was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it was any kind of fake news. I think it was it was just a really hot weekend, a perfect storm of of people deciding to go to the same place. And but what we were thinking when we were trying to make our decision and still sort of agonising over it was. The places that we were going to were very small. They weren't places with loads of like amusement arcades and things like that along the, the seafront. And I think we both felt that the small little independent B&B um, would be very sensible and careful in their approach. And um, we knew that we were not going to go and, you know, plonk ourselves down in the middle of a heaving beach. We knew that we would be taking footpaths and getting off the beaten track and doing all those sorts of things so we decided to go for it basically in the end yeah yeah and um the the area we were in is um a little village called thurlston actually we were just outside that in a, in a little farm um, it's a small village called south milton which is next to thurlston yeah is it in south milton or is it, it is. just sort of its own little uh no it's south yeah. milton okay so it's pretty tiny, isn't it? It's about, Very I don't tiny. know, 30 houses yeah. at most. Mm -hmm. And they all look as though they've been there for a couple of hundred years. Yeah. 
Um, so it's a really lovely place. So on, um, I think the second day, we planned to walk down to the, the coast and maybe wander around a bit there and, and then make our way back. Um, so we did this really nice walk um, that was sort of up to the top of a hill and then down this long ridge that led all the way down to um, South Milton Beach. And it was pretty lovely. It was just oh, me was and you. It was We and didn't see a single person on the footpath, did we? No, um, not, not a one. Um, we saw some lovely sort of butterflies and dragonflies and yeah, a couple rabbits. of horseflies as well, which weren't so welcome. <laughs> Um, and, and we got to the, the seafront and it was just that little bit busier. Yes. Um, not manic, probably like on any other occasion you'd go there and you'd like, yeah, well, this is just the way it is. Yeah. Um, but having been on those footpaths like, with no one to yeah. suddenly come out with all those people, we were like, okay, well, this is nice, but we sort of decided to go back inland then. So we yes. loaded up on scones. Um, yeah, we did this small little bit of coastal path between um, South Milton and Hope which is under a mile I think or about a mile yeah it's not very much and it's quite a narrow path in places and we were definitely having to scooch past people and it was just yeah it feels more like that's where you go and walk if you like you're not putting your walking boots on sort of thing you can just like go along there yeah um, but we wanted to be sort of out in the countryside and when we were walking on the footpaths okay sometimes we couldn't see the sea which I absolutely love being able to see the sea but um we had little little sort of wooded areas with tiny streams and sort of makeshift um bridges and very interesting yeah. styles everywhere a variety of style of styles <laughs> yeah styles of style yeah styles of style styles yeah. of style and I have to say at this point, we have not been employed by the Devon Tourist Board to um, encourage you to go down there. But we just... Nor by the Style Council. Nor by them. Um, but we did have, um, I think, a break that perhaps not everyone would, would enjoy, but it was great for us. And on the day that wasn't so nice, we just stuck wetsuits on and went and played in the in the Avon estuary using the current to just whiz ourselves along at high speed like Superman yeah. or Superwoman or Superperson. And we uh -huh. absolutely loved it, didn't we? Indeed. Um, they were, like, so you go, if you swim with the current, obviously you were very fast. And if you swam against the current, obviously you were way slower, but it was actually balancing out the, the speed at which I could swim if I if I really kind of flung everything at it and tried and you know went super mm. turbo yeah person then I was just about making progress just yeah. slightly but the, like within 10 seconds of doing that I was exhausted yes. so um, the current was just perfect for swimming on the spot swimming on the spot and then if you wanted a break you got out trotted back up the sand to the top of the the beach yeah back in again and another whiz down yeah. uh, with the it, current. I found it ever so slightly crushingly cold, <laughs> um, at least to get in. It was very cold. It made me think actually that the swoosh would have been a colder swoosh and the boomerang would have been a colder boomerang this year because it felt really quite cold. Um, but then it's so hard to tell, isn't it? Because the air temperature was quite chilly and it was windy as well. So we were both a bit shivery afterwards and had a very welcome hot chocolate. Yeah, um, that's good. 
But yeah, so so that's where we've been, and uh, we don't want to go on about it too much. Um, but in in the time that we that we were there, we did about seventeen miles worth of walking over two two walks. Um, I can't tell you the number of cows we we met, but we met quite a few cows. Uh, oh, at least that, one bull. That bull though, he was. I keep referring to him as a wall of beef. And, and that's what he was. He was, he was. just His enormous. shoulders were just... I was really pleased that we... Well, I didn't spot him until we were getting out of the field on the <laughs> other side because I wasn't the most um, excited person to be walking through. And it was a it was a field that had lots of mums and babies and the mums were already giving us looks yeah, as the if mums to say, were fierce enough. do not come near my baby, yeah. um, which I can totally understand. Um, and then we got to the other side of the film, we were just leaving, and I saw the wall of beef standing in the midst of them, looking just like he, he'd he just have to nudge you, and you'd be crushed to yeah. pieces. There were another two cows in a field that were stood right by the stile on our exit to the, the field. Yeah. Um, so we were walking towards them, and just imagining that at some point either they would get out of the way, or they would just stay there and watch us. And we'd have to somehow grass. get past them to the gate. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they both thundered away uh, and the, the the weight of their um, hooves on the... Are they hooves? It was very nerve-wracking. The cows have hooves? Yes. Stupid question. Uh, what do you think they have? Feet. <laughs> like a dog's feet? That would be very odd, wouldn't it? I don't, I don't know. No, they have hooves. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... Human it was, feet would be pretty human awesome. Human feet would be weird. It, it was... They were in the field, because all of the fields there were these sort of drinking water things for the cows, and they were all sorts of different shapes and sizes again. Some of them were really makeshift. And in this field there was one that was kind of like a long concrete trough, like right in the ground, sort of almost at ground level. And as the cows sort of started thundering, I found myself edging towards that, thinking, well, maybe if I stand in that, they won't actually be able to thunder me and crush me because I'll be, like, in the... Like, obviously, heading for water is not If I get underwater in this horse trough, I'll be fine. Um, But we called them Thumpy and Stamper or Stumpy and Stompy. I can't remember what we called those two, but we were glad to get out of their fields as well. And then we'll be going on about it again. Yeah, that's all right. Well, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Yeah, hopefully you are, if you're listening to this and you've got something planned or thinking about planning something, I hope it, it does work out. I hope you have a I nice time. I hope you get to have yeah. some time away because it did us the world of good just being out in those quiet spaces and yeah, some time to think and just time to, yeah, 16 minutes already. Um, so I did one run while we were down there and then I did one run on Sunday with Wine Legs and Elsie too which was a route that Elsie had plotted and it was from um, Oakley where she lives uh, I won't tell you the precise address um, and we went out along the um, Bunyan Trail part of the Bunyan Trail mm. and it was very very pretty and lovely and I really enjoyed that and that's my longest run since the back that's Bunyan as in John Bunyan, the founder of Bedford, and not Bunyan as in the the toe issue. Yes, yes. Just, although... No. Alex Valgus, no. Um, and then I did three laps of Box End on Saturday, and I went back to Box End yesterday because I'd sort of booked this three o'clock in the afternoon swim when I thought I couldn't do a Saturday morning swim. And it was 
just horribly busy at Box End. Um, and the main thing that I found difficult was that the swimming lake was being shared by paddleboarders. Um, and it felt like they didn't really have much instruction. I don't know, but um, I had a very close encounter with one which made me sort of feel a, bit, a little bit sort of um, not quite shaken up, that's a bit too strong, but just a bit sort of unnerved for a bit. And um, yeah. I decided in my wisdom to swim skins and it was just a little bit too cold in places. And on the swim back, the cold patches felt like they were getting gradually colder. And I think what was really happening was that I was just getting gradually colder and less able to deal with them. Mm. Um, and so one lapper was enough. So just half a mile for me yesterday, but one and a half on Saturday. So two miles for the weekend. I'm taking that as a win yeah. with a 5.8 mile run. I have to look back down the hill and go, well... I'm chuffed to bits with that because if you look back down the hill to February, getting socks on was an absolute bugger. So, yeah, yeah. going to take it as a win, going to be philosophical about that. Swim yesterday and just say, never mind. That was a skin swim. I did it. Oh. So there we go. That's my week. I've done no yoga. That's the only, that's the one thing I haven't managed to do while we're on holiday. Yeah. So. <clears throat> you did a bit of downward facing dog while you were trying to get up some of the steeper hills <laughs> uh, <laughs> i did most of those hills on my feet thank you yeah most yeah, you did well overcoming your your fear of, of steepness i did um it was really lovely um so what did you do on your holidays well i'm just including the sunday morning in this as well okay. just because i had a nice uh, my longest run since um, my most recent calf episode, so I got a 7.7 .7 mile long run, which would have been longer, but my guts were going, no, it's time to get home now. Like, can we get home now, please? Like now, like instantly. Mm. So I would have made that up to eight, I think, <clears throat> quite comfortably, apart from uh, what was going on. Um, yeah. And just generally really been enjoying the act of running. So um, yeah. a couple of runs down in, in Devon. So we did about four and a half together, which was nice. And then um, on the Friday morning, just before our final breakfast, I went out and did another, um, I only had like 25 minutes before our breakfast was due. So I just did like 12 and a half minutes out, 12 and a half minutes back. And yeah. so just nice being out. And also a really good test for my calves because it sure is hilly around yes. there. So really um, your heels are landing way lower than your balls <clears> of your feet. So I mm. guess that puts extra stress on your calves, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Bound to. Yeah. So that was that was pretty good. I'm feeling like the confidence in my legs is coming back a bit. Yeah. Um, and then on Saturday, I uh, went and did some orienteering. So if you listen to last week's podcast, which is a uh, not the usual format. I chatted with uh, RF Fozzy about orienteering and um, I decided that I would I really like the sound of it so I went and found a permanent course and there's one about um, a half an hour's drive to the north of Bedford in a place called Urchester Country Park um, and they have them all over the, the UK. You can go and look on the British orienteering website for and search for permanent courses. Um, and so there are about 
40 or 50 different markers around the, this country park and they each have a number and they each have like a, a little sort of letter code on it as well and there are various courses that you can do so you can do a really easy one which is you know find these sort of five or six different numbers uh, markers and then they give you a little map um, and then there are more complex ones where you have to find more markers and then more spread out across the 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 area of the park so you've got more navigational challenges to overcome um, so I did a sort of picked a middling kind of difficult level course and um, yeah I felt a bit so uh, two things one thing we couldn't find the actual start of the course which was a bit funny <laughs> for an orienteering yeah. event um, so there's, there's supposed to be like a start marker where you have to start from and we couldn't find that so we started <laughs> in the car park um, as near as we could to where it was being described yeah really yeah and then sort of the first marker was really quite close to the car park and then you had to double back through the car park so I felt a bit self-conscious for the first couple like I was wandering around scratching my head while everybody else who'd come so Katie was there Jigs and Mrs Jigs and Nightjar and Silver Shadow and I felt a bit self-conscious for the first couple um, sort of rooting around the bushes and, and seeing who was watching me. Um, but once I got off into the, ran off into the bushes and, and started my adventure, hmm. um, all my concerns faded away and um, it turned into to quite a bit of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think I managed to find all of the, the markers. I did quite a bit of getting lost. If you look at my, um, my run from Saturday morning, you can see the points where I had difficulty finding the markers because my run goes back and forth, back and forth, <laughs> running up and down a hill trying yeah. to find out where it was. Yeah. Um, some of them were, um, although it, it's not about like trying to find a tiny thing in a massive stack of needles, it's, um, it's still a little bit of a challenge, especially if you're not used to it, to actually find the marker. So there's yes. like, greenery growing up around some of them so from yeah. some angles it's not there at all it's missing it's like oh, yeah. curse you orienteering yeah. organization for, for making the markers invisible um but then all of a sudden you you approach it from a different angle and you're like oh there it is yeah perfectly in place yeah. it's really um, obvious you just have to sort of we've what we've found so um jigs mrs jigs silver shadow and myself we decided to make it a walking um event and so we just walked around having a nice little chat together. And we found, I think we found around seven markers and missed four. But we did try to get them. Mm. We didn't just ignore them. We tried, we walked where they were, but we just didn't find them and perhaps didn't spend as long looking for them as you did. But um, we, um, we really enjoyed that as well from that sort of point of view. Um, I, there were some, there were some points when I was thinking, I can't quite work out this map. It was a, a different map to the, obviously to the OS map that I've been using and it was very tiny. So for my eyes, it was a little bit difficult to, to see. Um, I can't remember, but I think I was wearing my contact lenses, which always makes it super awkward because yeah. I can't really read in those. Um, but luckily after a couple of unsuccessful attempts to find numbers one and two, um, Jigs took the lead on the uh, map reading. <laughs> 
and um, towards the end I was sort of joining back in again but um, he helped to get us started because we'd kind of wandered off completely the wrong way to begin with yeah. um, but it was good it was a really nice day Urchester is such a lovely country park they look like they're gearing up to open up their play areas and what they've done is um, within the actual forest part they've built at least two very shiny new looking but beautifully wooden structures um, they're all kind of fenced off at the moment so it would be just I think taking children there would be highly frustrating for the children because they're just going to be itching to get on them um, one of them is I can't remember what it's in the shape of it's the one something that we saw massive eagle or something yeah like that. so there's something the one that's a massive bird and the one that we saw that I don't think I saw when I was with you but you might have seen it on Saturday was like a big kind of spider's nest oh. thing and great big black wooden spiders crawling all over it um <clears throat> i mean huge like the size of stephen sort of spider yeah just wooden ones though nothing yeah. real um and that looked absolutely amazing well but all fenced off still but i noticed that they had a little um hand sanitizer unit that had been put next to that so obviously they're going to have the kids they're hand sanitizer. For it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's no, a lovely place to that. visit and um, I think when they get those play areas open it's going to be very, very exciting for, for kiddies. Um, yeah. And I enjoyed the principle of the orienteering. I didn't maybe enter into the full spirit yeah. of it, but I enjoyed the principle of it. It got me really looking for um, features, yes. um, like trying to translate them from the map into like, okay, where am I? And there was one point where I'd run up a hill a little bit too far and just by looking at the map and, and trying to sort of triangulate where I was, I realized that I'd, I'd come up the wrong path and, and sort of retraced my steps. And then I yeah. found it and I was like, yeah, I, I, I worked it out. I sussed yes. it out myself. Yeah. And then I stopped for a wee. And then, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was great fun. And there was a point where, so Nightjar was, he'd taken a different approach. He'd done another style of orienteering where you have 30 minutes and you just have to get as many markers or controls, I think they're called, um, okay. as you can within 30 minutes. And you can choose your own route. So you just go off wherever you like. Yeah. Um, and there was one point where uh, Nightjar and I were both honing in on what he, he was clearly coming for the same control as me. Um, and I saw him. So I darted into the bushes in the hope that I wouldn't lead him to it. Right. <laughs> oh, very and, sneaky. Yeah. And... and Although I'd been enjoying the experience as a, a solo thing, it made me realise how crazy it must be when there are lots of orienteers all doing the same thing, mm. all running around, all trying not to sort of lead the other ones to the to the right place and so on. Mm. Um, what so. did your boy say to you when you said to him? Um, my boy is the, the ultimate leveller. Um, he is... Um, yeah, he's amazing. I said to him, I went orienteering yesterday and he said, you must be a hit at parties. <laughs> and it really made me laugh. Cause, yeah. Yeah. We, we get each other's sense of humour, I think. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Um, so that was, that was pretty much my, my week, really. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good week. Yeah, you didn't do any cycling, did you? No. It wasn't really a chance, to be honest. We had such a busy weekend. We came back to a really busy weekend. And um, we've also got another boy visiting this weekend. So, yeah, 
but back back to a sort of vague normality this week and we'll see what happens with everything yeah. we had some lovely comments from users um last week um ultra sparkly, sparkly bridget again another thing i thought was just going to roll off the tongue and i couldn't ultra sparkly bridget um had caught up and with the podcasts and um was thanking us for her hugs and we just want to say no problem and we just are so glad to hear that E is making progress and fairly fast progress at that so really pleased for you must be just so galling not to just get in there and get hold of him but really glad that you're getting to do video calls and mm. that he is continuing to make progress so long may that continue and um, yes if anyone would like to hear the progress then please go and look at um, Bridget's blog yeah. and uh, she's giving us a um, the progress as it happens and um, I think it's useful for people who may end up having someone in hospital to hear how you you know you have to get on with it these days without the actual real visiting yeah we had lots of uh, nice comments about the orienteering chat um, and quite a few people who are keen on giving it a go Rog T and Wolves1877 um, so if you if you have given it a go or you are planning on doing it, then um, it'd be nice to do us a little recording to maybe do a little before and after. Yeah, um, they're always good because you, you never really quite know what to expect beforehand, and then afterwards you're either all kind of like, oh, well, that was rubbish, or yes. you're full of uh, full of beans about full the whole the thing. Joys. So um, yeah, that'd be nice if you want to send us a contribution. Um, and Vancouver Jogger makes a good point about the irony of how tricky it is to navigate the British Orienteering website um, and whether that's a, a challenge that um, rules out anybody who's not going to be good at orienteering. Um, yes, so... I wonder whether I'd make it through there given my, my track record with the map on Saturday. Yeah. I'll have to have a look. But maybe we should look at, you enjoyed it so much, maybe you should look at competing well, yeah, when, uh, when, when these things when start happening When does the season again. start with orienteering usually, or is it an all-round thing? I don't know. I know it's that... It's not like um, fishing where you have to wait for a certain day. Um, there's no kind of like spawning babies no. in, uh, in orienteering. At least, you know, not until you get to the sort of pro level. Okay. Um, yeah, but they, I mean, the courses for Urchester, they varied from uh, white which is the easiest one, down to some ones that were described as um, bad in summer with nettles. So mm. there are some that really try and take you through the, the worst conditions, I think. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess it's something that happens all year round. But yeah, yeah. yeah I will be looking out for it. Yeah. Um, thank you for missing me, those people that missed me. I'm sorry I didn't appear last week, but it was just one of those... It was more of a kind of practicality thing more than anything else. Um, well, we were driving to Devon that's on the what, Monday. Yeah, so. that's what I mean. Practicality, yeah. really. Yeah. So you just you just put it out um, without me. That's just how it happens sometimes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. There was also... Oh, yes, that's the next point on the list. Yeah. So Linz has suggested that we do an open water swimming um, as a theme one week. And she's put herself forward as someone who would like to be involved in that. I love that idea. Um, happy to do that. Very happy to do that. And But maybe if we can have like one or two more people who would come in on that. I think that's the sort of general idea. Maybe a, a few others. And we can either do it as a Zoom type thing. Yeah. 
Is that still possible? I reckon. I mean, you can do, like, we, we've got this paid subscription to Zoom, yeah. which is about 15 quid a month. But even without that, you can do, I think it's up to 40 minutes Okay. Um, with, without having to pay for it. So yeah. I'm pretty sure okay. we can work it out. Um, so if anyone else who's an open water swimmer and a podcast fan would like to, to do that, that would be fab. Um, might be good to have a few different aspects of it. So maybe, you know, inland swimming, sea swimming um, and you know, just plopping into the river sort of thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't really want to... <laughs> don't plop in rivers. Um, okay, that's that. I had a, I had a, a thought, actually, about open water swimming. Mm. Um, there is a feature request for um, creating a map of open water swimming locations. Okay. And I thought about how I could do that. Um, because if you have a Garmin and or other sports... GPS watch mm. um, and you log an open water swim then it would just need to take the start point from that swim yeah um, and get a whole list of those and then all of a sudden you've got all the locations where people are doing open yeah. water swimming mm. bang those on a map and uh, Bob's your uncle Fanny's your auntie that would be great yeah that'd be really great yeah I'll have to, obviously there's there's working out the yeah um the permissions and, and, and privacy stuff. and all that and, and some people might be swimming places where they don't want to reveal exactly. that they're swimming there if they're not supposed to or whatever but um, there's definitely i think in some areas of open water swimming that people will post these beautiful pictures but then not want to say where it is um <laughs> because it's their their secret swimming spot yeah, that they certain love. bits of it have been sort of <laughs> obfuscated yeah, yeah. um but I guess there could be a way of like the routes of made public and not made public. You could have you could make your swim public or not public. Yeah, I guess well, if if as an open water swimmer, I said to you, okay, I found these like six locations where you've logged mm. swim. Yeah, you can then like tick public, private, public, private, yes. whatever. Yeah, and then we get a cool map. That would be great. And I think the other thing that would be nice is, and I'm sure swimmers would be happy to do this, is just a few notes, like, yeah, how, you know, how the, how the what they're getting in is like, um, you know, are there steps? Because sometimes the river spots have got, like, ladders in. Sometimes you have to slide off the bank, like we have at Beefy. You have to just sit down on the side of the bank, really, and slide in. But yeah. it's, it is then, you know, I can stand up in the water there, so it's not deep. Um and then Great Barford, there's a concrete ramp that's slippery. So it'd be like a few notes just yeah. to like give people little pointers or whether you have to pay and what the changing facilities and whatnot are like as well. Yeah. Although at the moment there aren't changing facilities. Yeah. Whether that's going to change with the pools opening, I don't know. Nearest life-saving device. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, beefy. We literally right next to a life ring, so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, that's, that sounds that's, like a great idea. That yeah. would be lovely to have that. I'm sure a lot of people would enjoy that because it's like having a, you know, like you were very excited after our run because you'd got gone through all these conquer-sized zones and you'd, yeah. you know, did you do someone's mile as well? No, no, you did your mile because I did your mile as well. Yeah, so I made <laughs> I made a down to the sea mile from our, our run last year, and yeah. then I went and beat my time on it just yeah, yeah just for fun. And really frustratingly, I was fastest at the route that we did. 
So there were two fetchies that had completed the route and I was fastest. And it came down to, I'd stopped for a wee at South Milton. And paused you and down once and I had while I waited for you. <laughs> oh, so funny. Okay. Um, slight features. Yeah, uh, nothing really. I've been on holiday, haven't I? You have. <laughs> um, but there is some news on, on uh, interesting things. So if you ordered an Avoid Everyone shirt or vest in the second batch, I am expecting that batch to arrive today. And all being well, I'm taking that batch to the post office, all labelled up nice on Wednesday. Um, so, um, yeah, look out for your tops coming this week. Um, and that will be the last Avoid Everyone uh, running tops that we do. Yes. So, yeah. And hopefully well we'll one. never have another global pandemic and have to do a second yeah. colour. Yeah, no having thanks. to come up with another design. I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. Avoid Everyone again. Oh. <laughs> no, we're not doing it again. It's not happening. Yeah. Um, my highlights this week are, um, well, I've already mentioned Ultra Sparkly Bridget. Um, I just wanted to just mention her again because she's just, when someone is able to write both emotionally but also factually about something, I'm always really kind of impressed by that because <laughs> such an emotional person myself. Um, and I just think it's a really great blog for what it's like having someone in hospital at the moment who is very dear to you um so that's great and um i'm so so happy that he is improving um that's been such brilliant news this week so um we're really really happy about that um and i also have to send out big fetchy love hugs and everything to fizz who has had a very sudden and unexpected visit to hospital this week and to watford wobble who has been through the mill alongside her and is also not able to visit um, but Fizz um, is also recovering well, has had a little bit of an operation or quite a lot of an operation depending on your viewpoint yeah. um, and is recovering and we're just waiting on wind at the moment. So Fetchies, send, Pray your, for wind. <laughs> send your best <laughs> making wind vibes to uh, Fizz. It all comes down to these basic things happening, doesn't it, really, when you're in hospital. It's like, have you peed? Have you had a poo? Uh, but before the poo, have you had a bit of wind? Thank you, please. And that's what they want to know. Um, so good luck, um, Fizz. And we can't wait to see you out of hospital and hopefully making a speedy yeah. recovery. Cramming those cheese sandwiches down um, your face like there's no tomorrow. And <laughs> finding the bugs and doing all of the who squares wins and all of that stuff that you love. Um, and the last blog I want to um, highlight is a blog by Vix. He has done an absolutely brilliant blog about um, a protest that he went to. Um, we are the 70% protest. And this is about transgender rights and a transgender act. So it's called, I think it's called the Gender Recognition Act. Just reading here. Um, and there are three principles that they're looking into and it's going to be, it could be quite a big change and it could be quite hard for the transgender community depending on what they do. And um, so there's the protection of single sex spaces. Um, self-identifying. 
self-identifying, but there's this bit in there which is making sure that transgender adults are free to live their lives as they wish without fear or without fear of persecution while maintaining the proper checks and balances in the system, which is a bit of an ominous kind of, it's like a sentence that, well, what do you mean we've got to maintain checks and balances? You know, no one else who's, you know, like I don't have to do any kind of checks and balances on my my gender. So I, I guess that's the worry there with that one. Yeah. Um, and then it's protecting the under 18s from decisions that they could make that are irreversible. So, which is a hu making a huge assumption that under 18s don't know what gender they are, which again is a, is a worry and will be a worry for several people, I think. Well, many, many people, several people. Uh, it will be a worry for many people. Um, so it's a great blog. It's really informative, and um, I, I found it very interesting, but also, again, really factual. And um, for Vix, who this, you know, is a, a very, I'm sure, a very emotional part of his life, again, has reported it very factually. So go and have a look at that if you want to learn a little bit more about that whole area. Um, but there's this sort of interesting thing here. Um, there's a lot of trans info in my other blogs if you wish to read them, but currently a gender recognition certificate costs about £140 to apply for, with a whole po portfolio of information required, including at least two medical letters, which are about £50 each, plus a statutory declaration witnessed by a legal advocate solicitor for another £20, plus examples of category A, B and C paperwork. Um, if you have not had surgery, there must be a letter explaining why, even though you don't actually have to have had surgery to apply. So it just goes to show what an enormous amount of rigmarole um, transgender people are having to go through at the moment. So thank you, Vix, for that blog. Um, and uh, well done for getting to the protest. It is a very nervous thing to do. I, I went to a Black Lives Matter protest and um, uh, I was so glad that I went. But um, the the process of making up my mind was a little bit tricky yeah i just wanted to add that um uh when stuff about transgender makes the news or um stuff about anything makes the news quite often it is uh an extreme case um where whereas the i would say that the the vast majority of transgender people are, are just trying to live their lives just trying to be happy yeah. just trying to get on with things trying yeah. to feel like they're okay with themselves that they're accepted in the world and, and that's not about um trying to cheat at sport or trying to you know some weird Assault way of someone. looking at, at, yeah. at people in changing rooms or anything they're just yeah. trying to get on with it yeah. just like everybody absolutely so more power to you really I'd be perfectly happy to have um, toilets that are just toilets, not ladies or men's, just yeah. toilets. Yeah. I'd be perfectly happy with that. I think that we'd all feel a bit self-conscious to begin with and I'd probably want there to be some kind of screen around the urinals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not like, not like TV screens, more like that, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I mean, with, with COVID and stuff like that, we've, we've seen how... Yeah, screens and yeah. changes and one-way systems and and yeah. they've all come into place and people can accept this sort of thing if it if it helps to 
save lives in the case of COVID. So yes. I'm sure they could accept it if toilets were just like, okay, you go in here. If you want to do something where you with your pants down, you can lock the door and <laughs> do, it, do it on your own. Um, yeah. Or if you're just having a wee, you can go to this place where you have your wees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, good, good stuff as usual being highlighted around the site. Um, and if you ever want us to highlight anything in particular, just give us a shout, fmail one of us, or you know, if there's a thread that you think should be highlighted or a blog that's great that we've missed, then give us a shout. Yeah. Because we can't read everything, can we? No, no, certainly Try not. as we might. No. Um, a little shout out for the cricket thread this week. So the first test match started uh, five days ago and ended yesterday. Um, so it's nice to see the, the cricket thread spring back into life again. Um, with all the pessimistic uh, predictions from T.R.O. Saracen, mm -hmm. um, they have been missed. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, hooray for cricket, really. Lovely. We've got some featured fetchies, and you are one of them this week. I am too. one of them. I'm I'm featured. Um, yes. Yeah, so on on the run that I did with um, Elsie and Wine Legs, um, Elsie was treasure hunting, and she found a sound. Hello, fetchies. <laughs> this, this is Elsie too. Wine legs, and we are out treasure hunting. I think we found a sound. It's a bit echoey. Echo, ice cream, droplet. <laughs> oh, good cackling. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Bye, Fetchies. Bye, Fetchies. When shall you three meet again? <laughs> oh, it was funny. It was really weird that um, I said ice cream and my legs said, cho we said chocolate. They were the things that we thought of to, to shout into the echo. And none of us, not one of us, shouted fetch everyone. Yeah. <laughs> or anything connected to the site. Um, but it's a, it's a secret little spot on the run. If you look at my route, I guess you might be able to you might be able to work out where it was, um, and um, I think Wine Legs is planning to take the twins there to do some shouting if she can get them there. There's a tricky little slope to get down, so yeah, uh, yeah. So it's a, a tunnel over some water. It's a I think it's a train bridge with water mm. under, and there's several arches, and it's this one particular arch that does a really great echo, presumably because of maybe the water and yeah. Just I don't know some other factors, but um, yeah, so good fun. If you like a good shout, good place to go and do it. Um, yeah. Haven't done that for absolutely back. ages. Um, and we've also got Westmores, haven't we? Yes, we do. And uh, Westmores, I believe, I haven't listened to this one yet, is uh, telling us about her 100-day streak. Ooh. Hi, Petrie's. Westmores here. run streak. I never thought I'd do a run streak as I've always thought rest days were important but when I got sent home from the office to work from home I needed something 
to uh, stop the cabin fever and my other half suggested I go out for a run every day so I started off looking at my edge point map seeing where my bug was and that would give me my direction I'd then look at the date work out what minimum distance I required for run the sum after completing run the sum in April and May I was beginning to feel a bit tired and uh, so I decided to knock that on the head I could be tempted to try again if there was a badge for completing it nudge nudge fetch day I go out, I'm running about four miles, give or take, and uh, not worried about how fast I go, just plodding along, don't look at my watch, enjoying the scenery, and uh, looking about for things on the fetch treasure hunt, and in the last couple of days I've joined in on the something beginning with thread too. So, it just means I have a little bit more purpose to my run. As I have nothing to train for, I've given up on all these sessions, speed work, tempo runs. I'm just trying to enjoy my running. I am still doing a slightly longer run at a weekend, for about eight to nine miles, just to keep a little bit of endurance up, ready for when everything starts up again. Stay safe everyone, see you soon. Thanks Westmores. Um, again, some great cadence there. Um, mm, very, very yeah. metronomic. I thought in the first 10 seconds the wind was gonna was gonna spoil your recording, but um, I think we, we picked up most of that. So hopefully for those of you who are listening, it was, it was audible and, um, and very interesting too. So that's over three months of running every single day um and interesting to see how she's picked up different challenges and yeah. dropped them again when she's wanted some a different yes. aspect of it um, yes yeah and that badge for run the sum i reckon i gotta sort that one out really, haven't I? <laughs> I think you have yeah yeah i think so i don't know why i did that accent then why not i know yeah. um thank you so much all contributors thank you myself you're very welcome um, so what's this week got for you then in store? Uh, so I'm up with the boy from Wednesday, uh, so some uh, making sure I get out nice and early runs mm -hmm. um, so I can uh, leave him to snooze away in his nerd hole. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's, that's going to be it. Just sort of, like, So today is going to be all about catching up with everything that's in my inbox. So I've got 18 F-mails um to respond to um just a little plea really um if you are planning on sending me a message could you please do it via the feedback link <laughs> if at all possible i don't understand how people send you f-mails if i try and send you an f-mail it won't let me it says this is how you have to do it go to the feedback so I how know. are these special people getting past this i know and i don't know <laughs> right and if you so, don't know then and I don't know no. then yeah so I mean it is possible if someone is just replying to something that I've sent to them 
then that's fine. So it is my own fault in some ways. Um, but no, some people always have, it's your fault. Everything yeah. that happens on the site is your fault. <laughs> yeah, un unless I specifically put code in place to stop it, then it technically is my fault that it's been happening. So I've got 18 F-mails to respond to. Um, and just looking at my feedback queue now, there are 27 items listed there. So um, How many of them are urgent? Um, there is one that's marked as put that cake down, Mr. Fetch. Mm. Um, so hopefully not too many, mm. but, um, and hopefully quite a few of them I'll be able to knock off within yeah. the space of an hour. But, um, it always happens. It's like killing off bugs under your toilet seat. Not that I'm likening Fetchies to bugs <laughs> under my toilet seat. But if you way to lose them, <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. But if you, what the point I'm making is that if mm. you kill off the easy ones, what you're left with is like the super bugs, the ones that are resistant mm. to being solved. Okay. So I always get left with this core of really difficult ones to respond to. Right. Um, but I do try, and I've got it down to, um, to not very many. I've got it down to about five or six, I think, before we went away on on our little break yeah um, and I've got 27 again now so right. but hopefully I'll clear those down pretty quick and then there's my email inbox as well oh um, mine yeah. hasn't gotten too bad actually um, but the, which is good and bad because it means that there's not much in the way of business for me at the moment but I think I've got to be a little bit more proactive if I want more business yeah. coming my way my main thing and I'm aware very aware of how often I say this um, but I want to get back into the yoga again. <laughs> and I think usually I'm sort of saying, oh, I've only done three and I really want to get back into it. And this time I really have done zero since last week. And um, that's not how I like it. So I might give myself like a, you know how you sort of go really intense for a little while just to get yourself back doing it a little bit. So I might go for every day this week is yoga yeah, as well as something else. Um, but today is just yoga. Namaste. Um, because I've done quite a lot of swimming and quite a bit of running for me. So I think I'm going to do a bit of a yoga focus day. And I have made a yoga mat cleaner um, with essential oils, witch hazel and distilled water. And the one I particularly like is my lavender and lemongrass one, which is just... Oh no, hang on. I'm lying. It's lemongrass. I know this isn't important. I think it's lemongrass and tea tree is the one that I really like. Right. Anyway, one of them. And it just smells really lovely. And you spray it on your yoga mat, you rub it in, and it cleans it, but it also makes it smell. Mm. Because somehow it so becomes... When, when you're face down in your yeah, yoga mat doing which you are the... sometimes. Yeah. It um, smells nice. That's good. Well, it had become to smell a little bit stale. Not nice. Stale. Yeah. So anyway... Um, so I've done that, so hopefully that'll encourage me back on. And um, I'd like to continue to build on that Sunday long run thing. So, yeah. yeah. So that's a, a sort of a plan to do that regularly yes. with Wine Legs hopefully. and uh, Elsie and anybody else who's Anyone else in. who wants to join us, yeah, I'm sure that would be fine. Cool. We have to start early on the Sunday because we have to fit around yeah. various things. But, are you um, going to try and do the same route all the time? No, no, no. No, in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm down to, to try and find a route as well. So, um, yeah, so they, we're liking sort of off-road pretty stuff, but um, you obviously you can't avoid the roads all the time. So, 
Yeah, so all good really. And a bit of swimming. I've booked Wednesday, Saturday this week. Um, and I'm a bit frustrated with my swimming. It's slower than I want it to be. I, I keep thinking about my technique and I just obviously need someone to look at me and go, this, it's this, and maybe yeah. it's just swim faster for God's sakes. Um, I don't know, like turn your arms around. Maybe I've got yeah. into a kind of metronome with my arms where it's just like one, two, one, two, and it needs to be one, two, one, two. Yeah, you should look at you should look at your cadence and see whether it's oh, changed at all over the last maybe. month or so. I'll just have to maybe if I bump into a coach down at the the lake, one of the yeah. Bedford Harriers coaches, I'll say, look, can you just watch me swim past you, just like for five seconds or something, and yeah. if anything jumps one. out at you, <laughs> are you gonna do a two? <laughs> Oh, I see where I've gone wrong. <laughs> Are you suggesting I'm just using the one arm? <laughs> yes. No, I, I don't know what you're no, doing. I, I'm not I'm allowed definitely... to come to the to the lake because you've got to just swim and then do it, haven't you? Oh, I wish but I... Could... some people are not mm, following the Anyway, rules. we can only do what we're doing. We yeah. can only do what we're doing. Yeah. Um, that's it. I'm sorry, I've gone on a lot. It's fair enough. Welcome back. Thank you. You thought you'd missed me and then you were like, oh God, here she is going on and on. Okay, shh now. Right, let's wrap it up there. Please send your audio contributions to podcast at fetcheveryone.com. Send us your funny sounds. Send us your uh, before and after orienteering experiences. Send us anything. You know, we'll we'll publish anything. Um <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You must do that by now already, surely. Visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast to join in with the podcast thread. And we'll see you next time. Ta-da! Bye!